Um, I, um, I so think as well the other thing is that Kevin Spacey has a particular <laughs> Here, mate, I can't do this. Like, can we hang up and maybe try like an actual call? Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys. We're chatting about the 20, 20K18 movies, uh, and we're going to preview them. It's the Guys on Film podcast. I'm going to be 2018 till I die. Bet you didn't see that one coming. I don't get it. Sorry. Oh. What's the original song? 18 till I die. Gonna be 18 till I die. 20k 18 till I die. 2018. Okay. Um, fine. Yeah. Shall we do that again? Feels like no. a shit intro. No, let's not do it again. No. Let's just move on. Okay, fine. Do you want to tell everybody about, you know, subscribing? Subscribing. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, then you should uh, go check us out on iTunes. You can find our link on facebook.com forward slash guys on film. And uh, go find us on uh, iTunes and just hit the subscribe button. What that means is you just get the podcast without having to think about it. And then it's there, you can listen to it, and you're like, all right, wow. Great entertaining movie stuff every week with, like, nothing to pay or do. But what if they're not on iTunes? That's easy as well, Ollie. If you're on something like CastBox on Android, then you can go on there and hit the big subscribe button as well. Okay, um, so it's as easy, easy as that. All you have to do is just, just I tell you what, search for guys on film, and you'll find us. Shall um, I? I mean, I've done that before in a previous episode. Do you want me to do it again, no. just to prove how quick it is? No, we don't need to do that. I've done it. That's how easy it is. <laughs> you could. I mean, anyone could say it. I've done it. I've just googled that in my head. Uh, what's on today's show? Well, it's going to be a long one. Those who are used to our regular format of intro, which you're in the midst of now, Seggy One, Life Score and Deep Dive, you're in for a shock. You're actually getting one long deep dive with a Life Score intermission because 2018 is a hella yo- a long year. So we're, Hella we're, young year. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be going through that and, you know, some of the pics of what we think may be worth getting excited about <laughs> that might be worth getting excited about <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like this podcast <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm fairly certain people weren't excited about last week's one that's all i can say <laughs> <sighs> i don't know i mean those gripes that gripes <laughs> um so uh shall we just crack on with it why not? Guys on film. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about film. It's the guys on film podcast for real. You know what guys talk about film. It's the guys on film podcast for real. Oh. I feel like we should do that intro again. Why? Just because it was shit. No, it wasn't. Anyway. Look, remember all the editing magic I can do. You have to hear it, mate. <laughs> you hear it every week. <laughs> Oh, right. That's magic. Yeah. Oh. 
Look, we've had loads of compliments about how professional our podcasts sound like. And and as I've you know said before, one of our accolades is that it's better than Radio 4. Wow. Here's the thing, is the banter is shit, but the presentation of the banter is fantastic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, um, right, shall we start off with January yeah, then? Yeah, so, I mean, January is, is literally round the corner. If you listen to this on day of release, January is tomorrow yeah it's actually tomorrow so you know get prepared exactly so um i mean there's a few a few films out in january and as you'll find going through this list of months uh the detail gets more foggy the further you get into you know 2018 because you know the films haven't been made yet yeah, they're just ideas at this point, or they're just being shot. So, but these yeah. ones it's in kinda, January kind of surprising, been. isn't it? Because yeah. uh, some big franchises are on the cards, and and you know they still some of them don't, don't even have full names yet. Exactly. Yeah, we'll like, get we'll get into that when we get to it. Hey, what's what's in January? There's loads of like Oscar stuff that has probably been released in a, a single cinema. Um, just in order to qualify that are all coming out in January now um, so what's your your pick we're going to pick sort of two things we think are worth our time each per month okay. um, but th- there's a lot going on what's your first pick my my first pick um, is going to be All the Money in the World the Ridley Scott okay. film um, okay. I mean I don't particularly think he's made a great film uh, in a long time, but I'm willing to keep going to see them. <laughs> yeah. So this one stars uh, Michelle Williams, uh, Mark Wahlberg, and Christopher Plummer, who plays Kevin Spacey, I think. Um, yeah. That wasn't a pre-written joke. I just thought of that, just by the way. So I'm going to give you the official synopsis. So it's, it's mired in controversy. Yep. The official synopsis. The story of the kidnapping of 16-year-old John Paul Getty III, I've not seen the other two, and the desperate attempt by his devoted mother to convince his billionaire grandfather, John Paul Getty, I assume that's Origins, uh, to pay the ransom. That's Um, the prequel. And what you can see from the trailer is that uh, grandfather... Uh, is not up for paying any money. And Mark Wahlberg's all like, oh man, he's not going to pay the money. <sighs> all out of breath. I mean, it's it's almost the new year. Maybe it should be your resolution to improve that Mark Wahlberg impression. Do you think, I mean, how close do you think it is? Um, if it were marks out of 10, 10 for spot on and one for fucking confusing... Um, <laughs> what do you mean not... one for one for confusing like you wouldn't know who it's supposed to be exactly yeah like okay. bleh, don't, don't know um, right I'd say you're probably at about 1.5 oh come on you're just saying that because it's me and you're harbouring some kind of no I'm not resentment over you're, you're Conor McGregor is one of my favourite things from 2017 okay so what do you make yeah. of this film They've reshot all of Kevin Spacey's parts uh, with Christopher Plummer instead. And supposedly they did that in only four days. 
so what do you make of that for a, for a start? Yeah. Well, this this is one of the ones on my list as well. So um, the the background obviously is that there's a lot of um, sexual harassment uh, allegations uh, being made against Kevin Spacey. That all kicked off in October. Yeah. And um, so basically, he'd been the one performing John Paul Getty. Um, and then Ridley Scott was like, ah, nah, mate, that's, that's not on. So they, they got back on it really quickly. Um, and, uh, it says here on November 8th, it was announced that although the film was otherwise ready for release, reshoots had been, been commissioned to replace Spacey with Christopher Plummer in the role of J. Paul Getty. Um, despite his earlier claims that Spacey had been his first choice. Scott claimed that Plummer had been the original choice to play Getty and that an unnamed uh, unnamed studio executives persuaded him to cast the bigger name Spacey instead. Once a studio executive's got in their way and cast somebody, then it's sort of like the director then just goes, yeah, that was my first choice. Now, I know once they've... once they've lied once, then why should you believe them the second time? But I actually reckon that probably is true. You probably wanted a man who actually was the right age. Yeah, well, that's what and I was then... going to say because the, I mean, I've got to say that the the actual Kevin Spacey aging job did look a little bit weird. Look shit. Yeah, the images I've seen look really bad. He's well into casting young people and then olding them up like Guy Pearce in, in Prometheus. Has he done it any other time besides that? I mean, he's well into it now, I suppose. What I'm saying. <laughs> what you mean by well into is he's done it once. I know, but just you know, hire, <laughs> hire an old actor. Yeah. Give just old people jobs. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what else we can think of. All I was going to say was that uh, Kevin Spacey, even uh, say, for example, all the sexual harassment stuff hadn't come out. I think Kevin Spacey's got like a really particular sort of personality. Uh, as he, uh, the way he comes across on screen is as really pretty much like Kevin Spacey, and he's got this sort of smart alekiness to him that I think even in lots of prosthetics and a lot of like kind of heavy makeup, and then a pr- particularly sort of like uh, serious role, I think he would still have come across as a. Like, I think this film would have come across a lot differently to how it looks now. I think with. Um, what's the replacement's name? Christopher Plummer. Yes, I think it comes across a lot more kind of legitimate and very serious. I think with Marky Mark and Kevin Spacey, I think the only thing keeping me in it would have been Michelle Williams at that point, and I would have gone, "Nah, I'm not bothered about that." But this now seems like kind of quite a serious film and and worth worth a bit of time. Wow, I'll be going to see it. Can I just quickly, even though it's got 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is actually fresh, um, on IMDb, it's got a 1 out of 10 review from someone who's already seen it. Uh, And I'm just going to quickly read it to you because it is with regards to the, the reshoot. So it says, Not even all the money in the production budget could seamlessly replace Kevin Spacey with Christopher Plummer. Ridley Scott claimed that it only took four days to reshoot all of the scenes, and it looks like it. Regardless of the logistical feat, the reshoots feel oddly disconnected, not the least of which being the early scene in Saudi Arabia where the lighting and framing of Plummer makes it look like he was obviously shot on green screen, then superimposed over Spacey. So that's one to look out for. Okay, 
yeah. I wonder if, like, maybe just in the corner of the shot, you might see sort of um, Henry Cavill's moustache floating around. <laughs> <in place. laughs> yeah. Um, and Kevin Costner's hairline. <laughs> and butt. <Yeah>. Okay, <laughs> we, well, we've only had one, and we're only in January, so let's crack through. Um, All the Money in the World was, was one of mine. The other one that I think is worth a look in January is uh, Hostiles, which... Which, uh, if I give you the official synopsis, would that would that help? That'd be great. The official synopsis. In 1892, a legendary army captain reluctantly agrees to escort a Cayenne chief and his family through dangerous territory. Okay. Um, and this Tell is starring. This is starring Christian Bale, and I think it just looks uh, spot on. It, it also looks. Kind of like a, a rewards contender as well. But uh, what I was going to say is like... Rewards. There's a lot, there's, <laughs> did I say rewards? Yeah. Hey, Christian, here's your reward. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You took that Cayenne Chief through dangerous territory. So here is your reward. <laughs> it's an Oscar. Um yeah, so Oscar season means that there's loads of stuff in January and February that's looking like it's trying really hard. Um, just to kind of name check a few of them, um, there's The Post, which stars Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. Like, uh-huh. that's obviously hunting for some rewards. Yeah. Um, there's <laughs> okay. there's Phantom Thread, which is uh, with um, Daniel Day-Lewis, Day which, again, that is supposedly his last film, so that'll be hunting oh, for rewards. Sure. Darkest Hour, where uh, basically Winston Churchill is played by um, Gary Oldman. Does Gary Oldman? Yeah, and they do they do that makeup thing and make him look totally different, rather yeah. than just sort of casting a guy that looks like him. So he'll he'll be looking for a reward for impersonating someone as well. Okay. And then uh, there's a few other things as well. There's um, three billboards near Ebbing, Missouri, which I think looks pretty good. But of all yeah. those. The one which the trailer kind of stood out most to me was this uh, Hostiles. Okay. Um, and I think I'm pretty up for that. I'll, I'll go check that out in early January. What about you? What's what's on your list for number two in January? That would be uh, one that I saw a trailer for today, and it looks kind of bad, but I'm also well up for it. I it's called Mom it and Dad. Oh, okay, no. going to give so you from- the official synopsis. I can't wait. A teenage girl and her little brother must survive a wild 24 hours during which a mass hysteria of unknown origins causes parents to turn violently on their own kids. Nicolas Cage. So this is directed by Brian Taylor, who did Crank and Gamer, which I know you love Gamer. Um, Yeah, so it's Nicolas Cage, and he says that it's his favourite movie in 10 years that he's filmed wow you know (laughs) fair play to him he's back (laughs) okay it's taken 10 years but he's back and he's got completely jet black hair yeah exactly um and he looks like he's just allowed to go full mental okay i didn't know anything about mum and dad um the the wild card that i've got in january is the commuter the reason I bring it up oh, is mate, because it looks so bad. It looks terrible. But the reason I bring it up is twofold. I was in the tube and I saw the poster and I was like, oh no, somebody's going to steal the idea that Ollie and I had, which is about 
a dad trying to commute through the tube where Arnold Schwarzenegger can just do all those one-liners when he like pushes somebody over the yellow line. Um, yeah. But it turns out he's on a commuter train. and uh, You should have stayed behind the line. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. So, turns out this is uh, significant for one other reason, which is it's a film that has quite a good trailer. Now, I know the film looks terrible. Oh, man. But they explain the premise relatively quickly and then they don't ruin what the actual ending or where it's going to go is. They just show that things are going to escalate as fuck. But, you know... Well, have you got the official synopsis just to bring us up to speed? Ollie, do you want the official synopsis? Please. The official synopsis! A businessman is caught up in a criminal conspiracy during his daily commute home. I could have told you that. But basically, um, a woman played by Vera Farmiga, or Farmiga, don't know, gets on the train and gives him this ultimatum. And he plays uh, one, like basically through this film, it looks like he's got his two main emotions down and they're kind of like back and forthing all the time. So he's got the emotion of... Is that running and slightly confused? Uh, yeah, the slightly confused is, yeah. Basically, you've nailed it. It's either Navy SEAL or Dottery Old Man. Yeah. Naive What's old going man. On? How how's this happened to me? And always his family are in peril somehow. I'm a family yeah. man. Um anyway, so that's January. Where is my daughter? Yeah, I'm just gonna quickly name check the others out in January that you know we're not gonna talk about, but there's Molly's game, Insidious The Last Key, that there's downsizing. Uh, yeah, okay. The Maze Runner 3, which has like a really weird trailer in the cinema that's like an accolades trailer. Hmm. Um, Early Man, uh-huh. which is Aardman. Looks good. And Coco, well, right. which is which is Pixar. Okay. So there you go. That's Name Janet. check. Okay, February. February. Now, I have an idea of what you might be looking forward to in February. Can I guess okay. what you might like? Go for it. I think your biggie is going to be I, Tonya, the figure skating sports movie. No, it's not. It's not that. Have you seen the trailer for that? I haven't. Okay, well, maybe you'll be into it then because it's a real, it's a true life story. Um, It's actually quite a a harrowing story, but I still think you'd be into it for the sports aspect. Okay. Okay, shall I go with my number one then? Go on then. It's not that I'm really excited to see it, but it's a Clint Eastwood film and it's called 1517 to Paris or 317 to Paris. I don't know really how you say that, but it's written in 24 hour clock. clock. Yeah. The interesting part of this is that it's based on true life terror uh, attacks that were on on that train journey, obviously. Yeah. It follows uh, US soldiers who happen to be on the train and. um, I know the story. And they, they scuppered this terrorist attack using all their skills. Uh, I mean, really, they should, mer- they should merge the commuter with this because really, it would have only ah. taken one soldier, be Liam Neeson, f- sorting them all slightly out. Slightly confused dad. <laughs> yeah. Where have they come from? Get away from my daughter! Um, so, anyway, the, the interesting part about this is uh, I believe that most of the main people that are in it have been portrayed by their real life counterpart wow so like the the people who helped on this train are actually the soldiers who were there in person they're playing themselves okay not playing with themselves they're playing themselves <laughs> okay 
I mean, you said that about heroes. Yeah. I mean, it's a joke, Ollie. I was clarifying heroes that that's can not play with themselves. They're, they're more uh, okay to play with themselves because they're heroes. Maybe if they get like an action figure, they can play with themselves. Exactly. Hero doll. <laughs> Uh, that's my number one that I'm intrigued to go see. I've I've got one that I think is probably okay. going to be a better movie, but let's hear your number one. My number one. Um, now this is because I think it looks good. The trailer, the trailer's intriguing me, uh, even though I imagine there's probably a lot of superhero fatigue in the world. Maybe, uh, but this is from the Creed team. Yeah, so the people who made Creed, right? Which I love Creed. It's Black Panther. Okay. Director Ryan Coogler with Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan. I think it looks pretty decent. I, I actually, I'm really not excited about it, to be honest, but um, I'm not really ever excited about Marvel stuff. I think I like the ones, and I've, I've mentioned this before, and we'll probably talk a little bit about the ridiculous Avengers film that's coming out uh, next year. The reason why, why I like these ones is because they're the kind of, the individual stories of one person rather than 30 people. Yeah. So I always think these films are a lot better. Well, the, like your Spider-Mans, your Ant-Mans. The only thing with this one is uh, I feel like the trailer doesn't actually really set you up for like what the, what the actual crack is in it. Like you come out of it going right, okay, it's about the character Black Panther, but it doesn't really explain what the setup is at all. I thought it was quite a bad trailer, but you know, it'll be what it's going to be. I don't think. Do you want to know I, what the official synopsis is? You know what? That might help me, although I think I've read it already. I think that just confused me more because it doesn't even say anything about Black Panther in it. But go on. T'Challa. I don't know if that's how you say his name. Uh, After the death of his father, the king of Wakanda returns home to the isolated, technologically advanced African nation to succeed the throne and take his rightful place as king. And I, I just imagine that, you know, some people aren't mad up for that. Yeah, well, the thing is, none of what was in the trailer really helped to crystallise that that's what it was going to be about. Okay. In fact, that could be about a completely different film. Yeah. Well, all I'll say is um, I, I liked Creed, um, you know, so... Yeah, that's the bit well, that's selling it to me. Yeah. I, yeah that's, that's the bit that's selling it to me, because you, you've, you've told me that it's the team behind it, whereas I had, I had two notes about Black Panther. One of them was uh, not mad keen on Andy Serkis being in it, um, as a baddie, okay. Um, but even though he's well, but was keen for Michael B. Jordan in it, okay? Because like he's he's good and I like him, and so the fact that you've now said that it's also kind of the Creed guys overall that seems cool. The only thing is, like, uh, I know that obviously superhero films are super CG anyway, yeah. But this one looks particularly like it's maybe like tilted the ratio so far over into like maybe 90% CG and 10% live action. Do you think Andy Serkis has motion captured himself? Yeah, and they've just added bulk to him. He's not been down the gym. <laughs> Let me see your membership. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So a couple of other ones then. I've got Lady Bird, which I think looks really good. Okay, tell me about that. Do you want the, if you want, do, you can tell me do about you want the official it. synopsis? Sure. The official synopsis! In, in the early 2000s, an artistically inclined 17-year-old comes of age in Sacramento, California. I mean, that doesn't um, really so tell this me is, 
doesn't tell you an awful lot, but um, the main character, now I'm going to get her name wrong, but I think it's Saoirse Ronan. Okay. So she plays the main character. Her name's Lady Bird. She's called herself that. I think it looks like one of those things that I think maybe you and GF of the GOF podcast, Mandy, might like because of what you said about Napoleon Dynamite and kind of like indie comedy flicks that I think you guys kind of like the tone of. So um, I think this looks good for that reason. It definitely kind of like... The character that she's portraying in the trailer definitely made me think it was worth a watch because okay. it seems funny. Well, this one's been out I in think, America like for it's... a while, so and it's been getting particularly like you know rave reviews. Wow! Yeah. So agree. Like somebody actually reviewed it from a rave. Yeah, this is the rave review. <laughs> um, cool. So that's um, <laughs> that's kind of uh, that's kind of my second one. That's about it really for for February. I've got other notes like. Um, Winchester. Did you see the trailer for that? No. It looks like an insidious. Like it, uh, the reason I picked it out was just because you um, hate these jump scare crap things. Yeah. They're just like so obvious, like <laughs> silent, silent, boom, sort of thing. Um, it's it's got Helen Mirren in it. Okay. Um, and it's about uh, the tagline is something along the lines of uh, the house that ghosts built. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible. Uh, quite, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're using like, <laughs> bring us the two before over here, mate. Oi, mix us some screwed up, will ya? Ooh, it's not going to happen, <laughs> is it? Ectoplasm concrete. Yeah. Okay, so there's that, and then I just wanted to call out the tagline of Fifty Shades Freed. <laughs> um, it says, "Don't miss the climax." Oh God. <laughs> uh, Maybe yeah, they. Yeah. What about everything comes to an end? I <laughs> think that's a bit. I think that's a bit on the nose, Ollie. Or, I mean, <laughs> Ask me how it's spelled. Someone's it. nose. <laughs> okay. Do you want my number two? I mean, no. I'd rather you just talk to me about something. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm up for uh, finding out in February what this new Cloverfield movie's all about. <sighs> yeah, I noticed that as well. So it was originally going to the... be um, uh, a film in. 2012 it's first announced as as the movie space station 13 uh but it's been going under the name of uh the god particle so which is obviously the higgs boson which was when they were smashing the old particles together in the large hadron collider um so i mean look the it's last not, one not that too much different to what goes on inside your sex shed. <laughs> Certainly smashing some things together. Uh, I call that the large hard on collider. Oy, <laughs> here he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's with um, with so many midriffs up on your wall. There's no yeah. I mean, I can see where you're coming from. No, no, I can't. I can't. God. Right. Move on. Okay, so well, I mean, I did have something else to say before you, you know, you started turning it all, you know, weird, um, was that they seem to be taking films that are having trouble being released and just going, yes, Cloverfield film, mate, just stick some aliens or something in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's, so that's what happened with 10 Cloverfield Lane, but isn't it? it turned out to be really good. I remember what it was called so, first. But. You know. Yeah, apart from the aliens bit at the end. Exactly. Yeah, 
So uh, okay. there's a few more out in February. I'll just I'll just quickly name check them. Uh, you've already said Fifty Shades Freed, which I mean I haven't seen the other two. So there's The Shape of Water. Uh, Lady Bird, have you said Father Figures is out? Uh huh. Anni- wow. Annihilation. Wow. By uh, directed by Alex Garland. I'm quite up for that one. And The War with Grandpa, which has got De Niro, Uma, yeah. Thurman, yeah. and Christopher Walken. And it looks like a, uh, wow. another stinker. It's by the director of Alvin and the Chipmunks. So, oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, yeah. It's had several failed rele- release dates, including April the 21st, 2017, and October 20th, 2017. It's now been pushed back to 2018, so... That can't be good. No, no. And considering how quickly they were able to replace uh, Christopher Plummer into uh, Kevin Spacey's role, you'd think people would just be able to release a film once it's finished. Exactly. Must be, must be getting bad feedback. One other one, which uh, you might think is maybe fart sniffy, but it actually looks quite good. It's called Loveless, and it's a Russian, uh, Russian language film. You'd have to read the subtitles, mate. I can do that. Um, can you? Yeah. Okay, well, it looks good. It's about um, parents who split up um, and then they have to team up. Now, I think it's the team up bit that I thought you might like. Okay. Uh, they have to team up yeah. to find their, their missing child who's obviously not happy because they've um, been doing his bloody head in for a while. Okay. And I thought the trailer looked pretty cool for that. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, March. March. Let's march on. Yeah, yeah we're going to have to really have to march on. So what's your number one? I'm kind of split between four different things, but let's go with Ooh. Alpha. Oh, man, looks... How, have you got Alpha on your list as well? I've got it on the list. I watched the trailer. I mean, I like the fact that it's got a wolf in it, but... Yeah, I thought that's what you were up, would be up for. Other than that, I didn't, I didn't really like the look of it. Um, it looked a bit, why is everybody speaking English? Okay, yeah, fair. That is a fair point. I, I watched the trailer in the cinema yesterday and I thought, Ollie might like this. It's got a wolf in it. Yeah. And a coming-of-age story for a young boy. Uh, so shall I read the official synopsis of Alpha for, for those listening at home to get uh, a feel of what this is all about? Yeah. So basically, <laughs> while on his first hunt with uh, his tribe's most elite group, a young man is injured and left for dead. Awakening to find himself broken and alone, he must learn to survive and navigate the harsh and unforgiving wilderness. Hmm. Reluctantly taming a wolf, abandoned by its pack, he learns to rely on it, and they become unlikely allies, enduring countless dangers and overwhelming odds to find their way home before the deadly winter arrives. I mean, they're both in the same position. Uh, So, you know, know. unlikely buddies? I don't know. I think likely buddies. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you think it looks good? Yeah? Kind of, yeah. Are you liking the look of that one? Cool. Should we move on? <laughs> My number one, Ian, is one of the only books I've ever written. Written? <laughs> I've ever the Meg. <laughs> the Meg. Yeah, The Meg. Uh, so it's a, it stars Jason Statham. And I'll just give you the official yep. synopsis. A deep-sea submersible, our favourite type of vehicle, you know, farty or otherwise, is attacked by a massive creature 
previously thought to be extinct and now lies disabled at the bottom of the deepest trench in the Pacific with its crew trapped inside. With time running out, expert deep sea rescue diver Jonas Taylor is recruited by a visionary Chinese oceanographer to save the crew from this prehistoric threat. Sounds amazing. Got Jason Statham in it. So uh, the Meg is actually a Megalodon. Do you think he'll do martial arts on the... Do you think um, he'll do martial arts on the bottom of the sea? Uh, Like kicking its teeth out and stuff. Yeah, something like that. Or like just fighting that visionary uh, Chinese oceanographer guy. To get the job. He's only visionary about the Chinese ocean. (laughs) 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 Which doesn't exist, so I don't think he's very good at his job. I wonder if... uh, This is the Chinese (laughs) ocean. (laughs) I wonder if uh, James Cameron will be down there at the same time as the Megalodon is attacking stuff or or what. That would be quite good. If he saves the day, in fact. That would be nice. Yeah, just uh, out of nowhere at the end he turns up. Yeah. And he's got like the minigun from Terminator 2. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be nice. Uh, Cool, yeah. So it's it's about a massive shark. Yes, about a 70 foot sea creature. So it's pretty big. <laughs> cool insider knowledge there, Ollie. Thanks. I mean, can you even um, think of something 70 foot long? Um, two double decker buses? Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, something like that. Massive. Uh, okay, the other film I'm kind of keen to see in March is Red Sparrow. Um, have you yeah. seen the trailer for this, Ollie? Uh, I've seen it a, f- a few times. Yeah. Yeah. The trailer, yeah. It sounds like you're not arsed about it. I don't know. Maybe it does look all right. It, maybe it does look okay. I'm, I'm yet to be massively convinced. Okay, massively convinced. I need to do more of a convince on okay. me. Okay, well, uh, I thought it was pretty good. The synopsis on Red Sparrow, then. The official one is ballerina Dominika Ergorova is recruited to Sparrow School, a Russian intelligence service where she's forced to use her body as a weapon. But her first mission, targeting a CIA agent, threatens to unravel the security of both nations. Yeah, so I think it looks like a sort of more Jean Le Carre upmarket version of Atomic Blonde. Like a bit more of a thinker than Atomic Blonde sort of double agent, um, female lead sort of uh, thing. And I think it looks really cool. So I'm up for it. It looks really cool. I think it looks really cool. Yep, yep, yep. So you're well up for that one. Um... I'm quite up for that one, yeah. My number two is... I had the the Meg on my list as well. Did you really? Yeah. Are you going to go see it? Yeah, I think so. It sounds like something you would not go and see. Did you just get a WhatsApp message on your computer? I did, yeah. Shall I turn it off? Tell them to fuck off and shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Not in that order. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, so... Shut up plus fuck off. (laughs) I'm very surprised that you've got the Meg on your list because it would be it's the kind of action nonsense that I like and you detest. I know, but I love sea creatures and like giant squid and sharks and all that shit. So <laughs> prawns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sea creatures taste amazing and the thick. So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, that was it. So what's your second one? Sorry. It is. You were never really here. It looks. I saw the trailer today uh, researching this episode. So this is by Lynn Ramsey, did uh, Rat Catcher. So I mean, a bit like, you know, I mean, look, it could be like really 
arty fart sniffy stuff that I'm gonna hate. But at the moment, I really like the look of it. It's got Joaquin Phoenix in it, and the official synopsis is the official synopsis: a missing teenage girl, a brutal and tormented enforcer on a rescue mission, corrupt power, corrupt power and vengeance unleash a storm of violence that may lead to his awakening. Um, which is a bit of a weird official synopsis. Um, but it, it looks pretty mad. It looks basically like Joaquin Phoenix gets hired to find a missing girl and he just buys a load of hammers and goes around smashing people with hammers. I actually think it looks great now that I've looked more into it. The, the, it's amazing what diff- the difference a poster can make is because the... Poster that I looked at has this sort of like neon outline text saying you were never really here. So it looks like a sort of mashup of both John Wick and um, Atomic Blonde. Yeah. And it's just in this like horribly like kind of comped, photoshopped sort of style. Yeah. Whereas Great. now the like the other the other trailers trailer bits I can see and the poster I can see look really good. And your description sounds really good. So I Oh thanks, mate. I thought it was a bit weird for Joaquin Phoenix to have pulled the whole leaving Hollywood stunt and all that sort of stuff to only end up in a film in 2018 where he just does a sort of cash-in John Wick, Liam Neeson sort of action-y type thing. But I don't think it is going to be that. I think it's going to be quite, uh, you know, arty. Um, But I've actually got... that's what I'm getting now. Yeah, yeah. I've got um, a review here from someone that's seen it. So uh, they say it's a truly awful film shockingly awful self-indulgent film takes pointless graphic violence to new heights incoherent storyline too do not waste 90 minutes of your life it will make you feel angry stressed and physically sick the cinematography and sound are undeniably good but that doesn't justify a pornographic organization of violence I mean, I think I'm even more up for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's sold. <laughs> okay, cinematography, check. <laughs> Pornographic <laughs> violence, check. double check. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, also out okay, in March, cool. we've got Tomb Raider, A Wrinkle in Time, Pacific Rim 2, Isle of Dogs, and Ready Player One. So there we go. Okay, so neither, neither of us are excited about Ready Player One, which is <sighs> like a, a shame. Spielberg's lost his way over, over Christmas time. Watching uh, the stuff, so like I watched Gremlins and I watched uh, actually all of the Back to the Future films, which in some form or other Spielberg has been involved in all of them. Okay. Um, and that suburban sort of setting is somewhere I think he needs to go back to. It can't always just be these huge adventures. I think that's something that he he's obviously got an eye for. He's done well. So I think he should go back there. E.T. as well. Okay. Uh, should we have a quick live anyway. score? Before we, a real um, quick one, a real quick one. We've got April and May to do before we get to life scores, mate. Can we do them quick? Yeah, we need to do it all quick. Yeah, okay, I've got no notes for any more months now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, I've got two here. So if I, if I give you my first one, which is, as you could probably guess, uh, Rampage starring The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson. So the official synopsis is... Based on the classic 1980s video game featuring apes and monsters destroying cities. Um, yeah, the trailer looks quite bad for this one, Ollie. I've, I mean, it just looks like a lot of other rock films, but I think it looks kind of crap. 
did you play the game? I do. Yeah. Back in the day, what did you, I mean? I wouldn't initially think that this game needs a film. No, me neither. And I, I can see how they've managed to make it make sense in some form or other. But I mean, I just think it doesn't actually look that good either. Um, but you know, what is it you like the look of with it? I like I like the, the Rock. The Rock. The the San Andreas. He's you know director, so it's going to be some good. Uh, you know, so the the images of the rocks back in a helicopter. Back in a helicopter, there's going to be buildings getting knocked over. You know, it's a massive wolf, a big crocodile, uh, a massive ape going ape shit. I'm up for it. It's my my kind of action nonsense. Okay. I actually just had a quick note here. So Warner Brothers acquired the film adaptation rights to the uh, to the game Rampage in t- 2009 as part of their acquisition of Midway Games for $33 million. Um, uh-huh. And as we've discussed before, uh, Gauntlet is in production. We know yep. that. Ben Wheatley. Directed uh, by Ben Wheatley. Uh, or, or just written or certainly by, written by. Certainly written by. Uh, there's Mortal Kombat, which they've got, which they might want to bring back. There's NBA Jam that they could think about oh, doing. Oh, nice. They could do NBA yeah. Jam, couldn't they? And they could also do... I mean, w- I don't know how they would, but sure. They could also do WWF WrestleMania, the arcade game, if they also wanted to. I mean, I don't think they got the rights to the WWE copyright in the acquisition of uh, Acclaim, but sure. You could give it a go. I, yeah, sure. Uh, what else have we got going on in April? <sighs> There's a couple of um, like superhero films... Uh, the New Mutants, which looks like a horror, a horror film. It looks pretty poor. And uh, Avengers: Infinity War, which look, I just think it looks ridiculous. There's going to be yeah. so many characters in it. I mean, it looks. I mean, I'm just looking at the list here, and I almost want to work out right now how many characters are are going to be in it. In Phil Freeman. I mean, I, I can I can read them out and you can you can count. I mean, is that interesting to listen to? No. Let's Should we do it on. anyway? <laughs> okay, cool. Let's do it. War Machine. Yeah, that's as much as I can see. I mean, how many is that? I think you got to thirty-one. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Actually, sorry. I don't and there's probably there's probably more. And probably more. I mean, how does that make you I think, feel? I think we should, I think we should cut that whole bit out. You can put like sort of um, elevator music on, and then just come out with the answer. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But um, I mean, how does that make you feel inside? People in my work sort of chat rooms were talking about how excited they were for this. I've never been excited about a single um, D, um, Marvel movie when okay. they came out, and I've been surprised by a few and gone, "That's been really good," but. I've never been excited by any of them. And this one, as well as not being exciting for me, it's also just confusing as fuck. Like, no idea what's going on. I mean, even if you divided the runtime up by, let's say, 40 characters, most of them are just going to be coming on the screen, helping a little bit, doing a line, and then going off. Not a line of cocaine. <laughs> but like, you know, just, you know, doing a, doing a line or a quip. Like Spider-Man will come on, yeah. he'll swing on, he'll do a web, and then he'll go, ha-ha, I got you, and then he'll swing away, and then that'll be it. I mean, 
if it were me, I would just concentrate on like the sort of top ten characters and have them play a big part and have other ones do that, and and maybe throw somebody else into the mix that maybe is less well known and and needs that airtime so that people are like, oh god, I want to see their individual movie. Okay. Uh, okay. Fine. I actually don't have any for April, Ollie. Um, I okay. like the the look of um, five. Uh, sorry, the new mutants. I thought it looked pretty terrible. Did you? I'm afraid, yeah. Okay. Well, fine, we'll move on. <laughs> uh, I think April's a bit of a quiet one. As you said at the start, It's um, it kind of things thin out as uh, you continue through the year. So there's nothing so far that I'm super keen on the look of for April. Okay. Rampage, I'll probably see just so I can talk to you about it. What about me? So there's a film starring... Johnny Depp, James McAvoy, and Emily Blunt. I mean, that's a quite a, a, a big cast, right, already. Okay. And they're starring okay. in Sherlock Gnomes. Fuck's sake. It's also got uh, Sorry, Michael Caine in it as well. And Stephen Merchant. There's a lot of good people in this, but I'm not sure I'm convinced that this is a good thing, really. Okay. Um, Do, are the, gnomes known for being associated with jam? Because the tagline is jam-packed with adventure. I mean, is Sherlock Holmes known for jam? That's what you've got to ask yourself, right? What do you think the big one in May is then? Uh, it's the Star Wars one. But I thought they were doing all the Star Wars films in December. But well, I, anyway, I so think it's Solo, that, I mean, a Star Wars story. Solo, yeah. Um, and it is out in May, which is weird. And I would probably put £10 on it being... Uh, push to December. You'd put ten pounds on that, would you? I think so. I think I would. Yeah. Would you be willing to give every one of our listeners ten pounds if it gets moved to December? No, I mean that's that's not part of my terms or part of the bet. Okay, fine. Um, um, what do you think of what you've seen of this so far? Well, I guess uh, I question whether or not Ron Howard has the ability to do this type of film. I'm just, I'm not convinced. I mean, I haven't, I don't think I've seen a a Ron Howard film that I've thought, bloody hell, that was brilliant. Uh, I like, I quite like... Do you not like Apollo... I like Rush. Apollo 13? I mean, that's like 20 years old. I mean, I'm talking... I know. I'm talking like recently. He's a steady pair of hands. Yeah, That's all they did at the end. You know, but is he a risk taker? I mean, that's obviously why they fired the other couple. I mean, they are risk takers, so they got rid of them. Yeah. Because they were it's making the a bloody comedy. Yeah. And now they're, you know, now they're, you know, yeah, steady pair of hands, get Ronnie in, you know, get his cap on. Disney, Disney don't want any nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Stop messing around and just make a bloody Star Wars film. Put a few jokes yeah, exactly. in it. Yeah. Get Chewy in there. Well, I mean, you saw what happened with uh, The Last Jedi, so they're quite right to be concerned about idiots messing things up. (laughs) Um, No, what do you reckon about uh, Solo? Um, It's like, what what are you anticipating with that? I'm a little less interested in it because I wonder if the tone is going to be so light and comedy and rip-roaring kind of action romp that coming straight after The Last Jedi and it's kind of, you know, in my opinion, you know, sort of darker, more nuanced take on Star Wars that 
it's probably just going to be a bit of a big brash idiot film that I'm not so up for coming directly but... after that. Okay, I was just going to compare it against everything else that you usually say you're up for. Yeah. Oh, that that rampage looks well good, but that new Star Wars better not be fucking stupid, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope it's I hope it's good, but I mean, you know, tonally, I don't know, I don't know how I can disengage my brain from what I want from Star Wars right now and what Ronnie Howard's cooking up. Okay. Okay. Cool. Thanks for your thoughts. Uh, life scores. I mean, we've really got to move on. Maybe. Yeah, it's uh, the intermission. It's halfway through the year, so uh, let's just take a break. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine, thank you. Live score. Out of ten. Live score. Pro- probably like a, th- a four. Uh, okay, so how's your life? How was Christmas? Ollie had a great Christmas, and I'm all geared up for the new year. I'm I'm gonna say that my life score is a nine at the moment um, okay. had a lovely time in Scotland I actually saw snow twice that's two snows <laughs> I've had two snows so I drove up a big hill which is uh, is sort of in the Mamor Hills but it's called Blarmafulcher which is uh, I think if I wrote it out and you tried to say it it would be quite comedic maybe we should do that at the end you can okay. try I mean, I've heard you say um, it, so now I say it now. Yeah, and I had a... So basically, I was up at the top of the hill and it started snowing because it was, like, super high up. And then um, also when I was visiting my sister in uh, sort of Glasgow Central sort of area, it was really snowy, which okay. was pretty cool. The big snow. Um, and then I, I went to see Jumanji in the cinema with my nephew. Okay. Uh, which was, was... I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah. yeah exactly. I didn't love it. Exactly. I didn't love it. it pretty good. Um it wasn't quite as hilarious as I thought it was going to be, and I was really looking forward to the kind of the jokey bits in it. But um, I got mi- I got mixed feelings about what my nephew thought about it. On the one hand, he kept looking, and actually, I didn't mean to make a pun out of that. But on the one hand, he kept looking at the Fitbit watch that he had on his wrist. Uh-huh. On the other, at the end of it, when I said, "Oh, what did you think of it?" he was like, "That was absolutely amazing." <laughs> So like, yeah, but kids are I just, don't know if you, you know, second screening all the time, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I suppose so. Um, anyway, he said he thought it was really good. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it was probably better than it than it had any right to be. I think. Yeah, you know, I kind of I set myself up for a fall with it, to be honest, because on on the one hand, I started out saying it's probably shit, and then I started hearing lots of people saying it's very good, um, and then. You know, I started believing the hype. Who's your favourite in it? Who's your fa- Who's your best person in it? I really didn't like Jack Black in it, to be honest. Oh, okay. Um, I think I, th- I think my favourite was The Rock. Really? Did um, you like how he played a nerd? And he played it quite convincingly as well, didn't he? I just it's The Rock, isn't it? I like yeah, he, I like The Rock all... and Ruby Roundhouse. Yeah. Okay. Naval naval woman. Yes, naval woman. Um, yeah, and I liked. Uh, I, I'd completely forgotten how many lives she had left uh, towards the tail end of the film, and there is a sort of important moment there where she uses that to her advantage. Uh, and did cool. did you find the very ending quite quite touching or 
Or were you not? Because, I mean, it completely caught me off guard. That sounds like you're trying to make me say something, like, disgusting. No. Did you find the very ending tough? <laughs> no, because I... It, I, I mean, I've taught the kids to see it, see it uh, as well. And they both really enjoyed it. Um, and the second time I Colin, saw it... Colin Hanks is a nice guy, whatever happens, Ollie. Yeah, I know, but it... I just sort of felt like it was unexpectedly kind of touching moment uh, that I didn't I didn't expect in it. You know, both times. I mean, I was looking around the cinema the second time, and people were definitely wiping tears away. Are you sure those were tears? <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of navels just moments uh, before. So yeah, and nobody had a shed to hide in. Um, okay, so <laughs> yeah, my. End of year score, Ollie. I don't know if you've thought of this. I would say my end of year score is an eight for 2017. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> I'll give that year an eight out of ten. Okay. Um, lots of good stuff going on, lots of travelling, but, you know, room for improvement for next year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Big time. What about uh, you? What's your life slash year score? Uh, well, my week score... Uh, again, is a nine because, you know, Christmas was great. The kids were here, spent a lot of quality time with people. You know, it's just been really nice. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. So that's been nice. I've saw one snow. I've had one one snow. Uh, I took the kids to see Jumanji. They liked it, although there was a slight incident in the cinema before where it was so busy that they had an usher in there making sure people were sat in the right seats. Uh, and someone uh-huh. was in our seats. So there's like, you know, oh. people in our seats. But the issue was like, yeah, so there's actually people in your seats and there's like a whole row of them. So we can't really move them because it'd be too complicated. So if you go and sit over there, then don't worry, I'll sort it out when, you know, that I'll explain it all, don't worry. So I went and I agreed because it was on the same row. It was just other side, fine. So then obviously the next people who came in had the tickets for our seats. So the usher came to me and said, um, don't hate me, but you're in their seats. <laughs> and I was like, I was just really you short. With him. I, I just said, yeah. And they've got my seats and I'm not moving unless you move those people there. Because it was rapidly filling up and the only spaces left were front row. And I'd already uh-huh. pre-ordered my, my tickets hours in advance. I was livid yeah. because they kind of created a scenario in which three groups of people ultimately started having a, a little bit of unspoken tension. Yeah. And I felt that was a, a, a shitty situation to put us in. Yeah, I would agree. That sounds like it's been handled badly by an ill-prepared, slow-thinking student. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was pretty bad, and I went to see a second. Sh- what's your What's your favourite kind of tension? Is it spoken or unspoken tension? <laughs> spoken. I like to get it out in the open. Okay. Get it out in the open. Make it Make it tense in a speaking way. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I went to see uh, Last Jedi again for a second time with friend of the podcast Ryan. It was his first time watching it, um, but he brought a Scotch egg into the cinema. Which I felt really made me feel uneasy. He's like um, Bob Mortimer with his pocket meat. 
so uh, that that kind of put me on edge for a bit, um, but uh-huh. you know it was it was fine. We had a good time. But I mean, uh, you were fine with the kind of blue milk stuff. That's all fine. But yeah, the, the and, Scotch egg was a problem. And like most of the things on the second time round is all nicely, clearly explained anyway, I felt. So uh, I enjoyed it again. We had a good time. He had his Scotch egg. It was great. Uh, year score, again, a, a lot of nice traveling. You know, it's been, you know, work has been very fulfilling. Uh, everything's been nice. and been spending some quality time with people again. So, you know, yeah, I'm probably say it's been a nine also. No, I said mine was an eight. Room oh, for well, I'm saying it's a nine. It's been a great year. Okay. All areas That's, are satisfied. Yeah. Okay. Have you got any New Year's resolutions? To make my life a ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I feel like, you know, if I'd had my perfect year, it would have been a ten, but... I feel like, you know, things things have got a way to go to be considered the perfect year. Okay. Um, so, yeah, room, room to improve. Shall we move on? Right, so this is June, is it? June. Okay, you ready? Yep. Deadpool 2. The only thing I'm interested in with that is that it's untitled Deadpool sequel. Or it's going to have, like, some witty colon... Witty, witty in inverted commas. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Uh, Jurassic Park um, World Two. D- Jurassic Park World. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fallen Kingdom. So, um, um, yeah, I'm going to give you right. the official synopsis. I mean, I didn't say stop. I didn't say stop. I've, but I've got a question to ask you. It'd be a very quick question, uh, but you need the official okay. synopsis first. So. Jingle. When the island's dormant volcano begins roaring to life, Owen and Claire mount a campaign to rescue the remaining dinosaurs from this extinction-level event. Now, my question is, Ian, give me a good reason why you would build a theme park on a volcano island. I mean, this premise just sounds fucking stupid. I mean, why would you build... I mean, just give me one good reason, then we can move on. If you haven't got one, say, I haven't got one. Because um, your business is, uh, like, the CEO of your company is Owen Wilson, and he says, wow, I like volcanoes. <laughs> and that's the, I love volcanoes. Let's, wow. let's do it there. I already bought myself one. <laughs> Fine. I mean, that is the I own an reason. island. I own an island. It's got a volcano on it. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I, I Owen, you do realise that it could go off at any moment, rendering your business Wow, useless. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, Ocean's 8. Look, the trailer looked shit. Okay, fine. I don't think I liked any of the previous Ocean's films. Nah, me neither. July. You've missed one. What? June. June. Sicario 2. Soldado. <laughs> Is it straight to video? A little bit like how you'd have, like, you know, now it's got a wrestler in it. Like, behind <laughs> enemy lines. No, it's got some big names in it. Benicio Del Toro, oh. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. And Seamus. I don't know why I said it like that. Josh. Uh, no, it doesn't have Seamus in it. Seamus <laughs> O'Shaughnessy. Um, okay. Although John Cena would fit in this relatively easily, I reckon. Kai. Kai. 
Uh, Talking of wrestlers and films, I watched uh, the recently released Netflix Bushwick today. Okay. With, uh, big Dave, Dave Batista. I remember that we talked about it uh, the month that it came out and kind of said that looked interesting. There's some interesting bits in it with the one shot stuff. Yes. Um, in particular, one really funny bit was uh, they tried to disguise an edit with uh, like <laughs> great some something something moving in the foreground really closely, but like the walls of the two bits that uh, Dave Batista's walking next to are just completely fucking different on either side <laughs> of it. So it's like it's like he walks past a big post box and then like turns up and in a different block like seamlessly. Um, but overall, I thought it was pretty pretty decent action bits, but it just didn't really go anywhere, I'm afraid. Anyway, what's in July? Uh, the Incredibles 2. Oh, is it? I yeah. missed that for a moment. You're for it? Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, I really liked the original Incredibles, actually. Okay. <sighs> really liked I it, mean, actually. But, you know, fine. So one I've got in bold here is, is one called Skyscraper. Guess who that's No, hold got on. It? What... Why are you not keen on Incredibles too? Because just that? I want to. I mean, because we've got like ten minutes left to record. Okay, fine, but it's just that you you went well, you know, as if but, okay. as if you did um, have a great gri- with I, it. I mean, I didn't <clears throat> love the first one. I'm probably one of the few people okay. that didn't like cream over the first one, so I think it's fine. But you know. oh, does that make you special? No, oh. it doesn't. But you know, it's. It's just one of them. We can't all like the same things. No, especially you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the rocks in skyscraper. Yeah, cool. he's in a skyscraper, uh, and the official synopsis isn't there, but it says plot kept under wraps, described as a hostage action thriller set in China. I mean, I imagine it's basically like Die Hard in China. Would would, you, would that be fair to guess? Die Hard in China. Die Hard China. Uh, why China with an R in the end? <laughs> China. Unsure. Uh, uh, the director of this one has also made Easy A, Dodgeball, a true undercover. Some I don't know. Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller in a Dodgeball sequel. Yeah. Um, oh no! It's the original Dodgeball. Okay. It's just re- under a really weird title here. Uh, and We're the Millers. And I like at least two of those three things that I've mentioned. So Okay, but it's not... Yeah, so it's not really who you'd go to for an action thriller. But you can expect that this will have some lols in it. Okay. Um, I think. With The Rock and, and those kind of directing chops. Oh, he's okay. got charisma, hasn't he? The, rock, the, rock, the Rock's got charisma, hasn't he? He can sell a joke. Sure. Yeah. Okay, what else in July? Uh, okay, so there's Mamma Mia 2, but more importantly... Here we go again. There's Mission Impossible 6, plot Mamma Mia 2 will be good. We uh, can't sorry. keep going M- back. Mission Impossible 6. We've moved on. Um, I'm mostly up just to see how important this moustache is from Henry Cavill. <laughs> I need to know how integral to the plot... I mean, if they haven't got a line... your question, Tom. Exactly. There must be a line in the film where they say, no, I... I just physically cannot remove the moustache. It's impossible. Like, it'll kill him. Yeah. Something like that. I I think you've hit the nail on the head. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. August. Yes. The Predator. Yeah, that's the one I'm up for in August. 
Yeah, I mean, big how... time. Do you know what the tagline is? Well, I mean, is? I'm, I'm just interested in seeing what they've done with it. What, what is the tagline? You'll never see him coming. <laughs> I mean, in this current climate. So, do you want the, do you want the official? Do you want the official synopsis? Yeah. A hastily thrown together uh, documentary of Kevin, the life and times of Kevin Spacey. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I mean, a remake of the 1987 sci-fi film Predator. So it's just a straight remake. Yeah. Which is unnecessary. I don't think it is going to be a straight remake, even though it says that. I mean, it's got a child in it, which is Jacob Tremblay, you know, the one from Wonder who was brilliant with the Star Wars stuff. Uh, so maybe there'll be scenes in The Predator <laughs> where he can do the remote control PP8 on, you know, in a few scenes. <laughs> yeah, who's yeah. that guy? Yeah, yeah, get, need... get rid of him, get rid of him, I can do it. Yep, yep. I didn't even need a BB-8 operator. I just knew how to use it. <laughs> He, he also megaphone. talks like a sort of middle-aged English b- businessman. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm Jake kind of, Boosie, I'm kind of up for it. Gary Boosie's son is in it. Gary Boosie, okay. of course, in uh, Predator Two. So it's it's Shane Black as well, which uh, you know, which is promising. So he's always good for a he's always good for a script. But uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't want anything to do with it. Do you know that? Really? Yeah, I've What's the I've scoop? got. I've got a, a, a scoop for you here. So it said in, a, in an interview with Yahoo Movies, uh, Arnie confirmed he won't be appearing in Predator. So when he was promoting his new film, Aftermath, so this is how long, he, how long ago he said it, he was asked about the film and he told the interviewer, I mean, I'm gonna, shall I do the accent? Shall I at least try? Okay. They asked me and I read it and I didn't like it. Whatever they offered... <laughs> So I'm not going to do it now. Um, he basically uh, says, I mean, if, I... they, if they rewrite it or make it a more significant role, then fine. But the way it is now, no, he won't do it. So he, he basically, he's saying he thinks it's shit. Okay. And he's read the script. I mean, but I mean, he was in Aftermath. So, <laughs> you know. I just want you to say sorry. I would like for someone want somebody to, to say, say that they're sorry. That they're sorry. Um, I mean, maybe they could take four anyway. days and just put him in there, like you know, like uh, Ridley Scott did. They could, you know, comp him in. Yeah, from aftermath scenes in aftermath, <laughs> yeah. comped into this film. Uh, okay, let's crack on. Say sorry. So, yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp. Up for it, um, but don't really need to say much more. I like the first one. It's probably one of my favourite uh, Marvel films. That and the Spider-Man new one so yeah okay. I'm, I'm quite happy to go and watch that one somehow uh, after saying you shouldn't say any more you did still continue to say more let's get some pace here Christopher Robin no got any more Captive State uh, nope. The Equalizer 2 mm. no no is it about stereo no no it's not ah uh, can, can I just do one in September which is Fighting With My Family uh, so this is the Stephen Merchant directed one uh, starring The Rock. You must know about this one. The official synopsis. A former mm-hmm. wrestler and his family makes a living performing at small venues around the country while his kids dream of, of joining World Wrestling Entertainment. 
Cool. So it's the story of real life wrestler Paige, I think. And this one has got Seamus in it. Um, we missed a Matthew McConaughey film there, White Boy Rick, but I think we should just keep the pace up. Keep yeah, moving. let's keep the pace. Okay, let's move to October. Venom. Well, it's another chance to see Tom Hardy's uh, face not in a film. Yeah. Agree? Okay, well, that's good enough. I'm up, up for that, yeah. Um, what about Halloween seen him, seen him do 2018? How about Johnny English? Three more like, but yeah, <laughs> Halloween 2018. I'm up for this just because I want to check out what the what they do with it. Really, I mean, yeah, it's a bit of a mad one because you've got a typically comedy team directing it and writing it. Danny McBride and David Gordon Green. Um, I mean, it's a bit of a weird but one, but could be good. Executive produced by John Carpenter, though. Exactly, so, and they're yeah. going directly after the. They're basically wiping out all of the other Halloweens. I mean, they're not like making sure everybody sends their DVDs in and, you know, destroying them all and taking it all off streaming. They're not doing that, just in case anyone's worried. But they're just ignoring but they're, the they're fact that they're picking it up as if, you know, everything apart from happen. the first one happened. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So. Jungle Book. Fine. Jung- yeah, what's the deal with this Jungle Book? I've, I've, not, I've not checked this out yet. <laughs> Don't care. Don't need it. Yeah. Actually, I've heard Andy Circus talk about doing this. And it comes like two years after there was already like a high profile, big time Jungle Book remake. <laughs> yeah. You're too What's late, mate. We don't need another one. But I've, I've trained how to be a monkey and a lion. No. <laughs> Shut up. Fuck and off. the spider. Look, let, let me show you my spider. Let me show you how, how I'm a spider now, okay? And then you tell me if you don't want the film, all right? Okay, go down and do the spider. As he gets down on his back and sort of does like a weird crab manoeuvre, everyone just walks out of the room. Um, <laughs> and then he so, shoots a web out of his ass, and every, everyone's uh, on board. Okay, on board. Uh, okay, Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Mm, don't think so. The girl on the spider's web. It's like a cross between Spider-Man and the girl with the dragon tattoo. So well, it is, yeah, it is a, it's a, the sequel to uh, a girl with a dragon tattoo, surely, isn't it? It's a follow-up. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think okay. so, yeah. Uh, November, do you want to move on? Yeah. The one I'm most looking forward to is First Man. Okay. So that one's uh, X-Men. Ryan Gosling, and it's about Neil Armstrong, who was the first man supposedly on the moon. So this is from the Whiplash La La Land director. So I don't imagine it's a musical, or I hope it's not a musical on the moon. But I'm, I'm up for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm up for it. I hadn't heard much about it until we did this pre-search. So, um, this is great. I mean, this yeah. is why we do the pre-search. Uh, there's, a, there's another Grinch film coming out in November. Do we need that? Do we Maybe need, not. Do, yeah, I was just going to say, do we need that? What, what's X-Men Dark Phoenix about, Ollie? Hey, listen, doesn't matter. I don't know. No one needs it. No one needs it. We don't need that film. Uh, Holmes and Watson, uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Oh, fuck. We don't need that. <laughs> is, that, is, that is that your award for the film we most don't need this year? Next year, sorry. Yeah, Holmes and Watson, yeah. Don't need oh. that. Not good. with those two in it. Yeah, so the Grinch, I think the re- the good reason for the Grinch to be done, uh, like remade is because it's been done 
pretty much in a, a more faithful style, albeit in 3D, in a more faithful style to the actual original Dr. Zeus drawings. So I think that looks pretty cool for that reason. Okay. But, I, I mean, I don't need it in my life, but maybe kids will love it. Okay. Uh, a couple uh, of high-profile sequels, Fantastic Beast 2, which I won't watch. Uh, even if the kids want to go, I won't go. Uh, and Wreck-It Ralph 2, which I will go. I mean, you've just made yourself seem like a real dick. Well, no, I <laughs> Even mean... Even if the kids want to, I won't take them. Maybe I'll take them and just go and wait outside. Yeah, okay, that would be fair. Yeah. Um, Wreck-It Ralph, I, I liked the first one. I think um, they're about three or four years late for the Breaks the Internet subtitle. Um, yeah. To be relevant. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. That was that was a thing that happened a while ago, and that meme that meme has gone. Uh, you know, broke the internet. Yeah. What else have we got before the end of the year? Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Are, are we are we on to December now? We're into December, December, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I did actually see the trailer for Into the Spider Verse today, and it it kind of looks like a nice animation style. I guess. Okay. Not sure I really need it though. Another Spider-Man film, and just you know, one year after the other. Yeah, Spider-Man. Um, have you seen the trailer for Mortal Engine? Yeah, and it, I thought it was it was quite funny. I thought it uh, looked terrible. Yeah. Because... So this is the P- Peter Jackson movie um, that's going to be the start of apparently a four-part saga. Yeah. Yes, uh, by it's, it's on, so uh, it's based on books. a on a novel or some novels by Philip Reeve. Um, and uh-huh. so in the trailer, there's a, a girl and she's like got a, mag- a looking glass and she's on a kind of moving small town. Um, and she's like looking and she's kind of like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? She looks for this mag- like, sorry, this telescope. And she sees about maybe 20 meters away that a huge, massive city on wheels is speeding towards her. And it's London. And it's like... I'm not buying that you didn't see that just with your eyes, that you actually <laughs> literally needed a telescope as well. Uh, hold on a minute. Let me just clarify that that is London on wheels coming towards me, or is it a mirage? Just bullshit, mate. Not sold. Yeah. Not sold in the concept of it. I think it. I think it's rubbish. Is that all right to say? I mean, it looks very expensive and like people... You probably give a shit about the books, but it just—it's a world I don't want to spend any time in. <laughs> no, exactly. Okay, and then towards the very end of the year, then there's Aquaman. Aquaman. I'm semi up for that, I suppose. I mean, he was the worst one in the film, I thought. Um, but it has got Nicole Kidman and Dolph Lundgren in it, so and Willem yeah. Dafoe. Every cloud. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think it might be all right. Yeah. It's got some good other folks in it. Uh, and then Mary Poppins returns right in time for Christmas. Yeah, fine. Um, I, mean, I actually saw some it? of that don't being know. filmed. You know, we, don't, oh, we, we definitely don't need that. Yeah, I saw some of that being filmed sort of near um, the Bank of England. Okay. Wow. Um, so, and then in um, this, like the tail end of December, there's Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, okay, um, yeah, the one that Brian Singer isn't doing anymore. And now it's Dexter Fletcher. Who's directing it? It's, <laughs> yeah, um, it's got uh, Rami Malek, who's the main character from uh, Bad Robot. Timmy Malek's uh, brother seems. 
Yeah, Timmy Malik's brother. But uh, yeah, I think it Malik's looks um, he looks very convincing. He's not CG. I don't think he CG'd this moustache on. I think it's it's real. <laughs> well, you know, it's, yeah, they've had to you know swap it between Henry Cavill and that film. It's you know they've just <laughs> comped it. They've comped it from the film. It's fine. And the more the, during the more complex m- moments of his on-stage act, running across the front of the stage, Henry Cavill's moustache struggles to keep up with his face. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> good. Um, sort of so, drifting between his armpit and his face. <clears throat> right. So out so of that's um, 2018, that's 2018. So out of 2018, what what's your uh, most unnecessary ones, the ones that you you just don't think we would need at all. Let's end on a let's end on a real downer. Probably anything that's got the rock in it. <laughs> oh, I mean, the thing is, like, I'm I'm up for it, but I'm I'll I'll always check his stuff out. But I mean, like, do we need it? Nah, I don't know. The Grinch, maybe. Yeah, we don't need that. No, there's a mixture of different crap in that list, Ollie. I think the Holmes and Watson one sounds crap. The stuff with the rock in it will just be the stuff with the rock in it. And we probably don't need that Grinch redo again. Oh, and the Jungle Book. Yeah. God almighty. Andy <laughs> Circus, give up, mate. <laughs> but watch what I can do. Look, look, look. I'm a spider. I am a spider. Um, I hope that the production of that gets shut down. <laughs> no, I mean I don't. But at the same time, it is utterly, utterly pointless. Okay, what what about you? What's your most, most pointless, pointless film? Uh, probably Mary Poppins Returns because it's it just feels far too feels like Return to Oz or something. You know, like far too long after the original for you know anyone to really care well lots of people like mary poppins mate i know but it's on I mean, tv every year i mean what she i bet she's gonna have like whatsapp or like twitter or you know bloody <laughs> loads of i think it's set shortly well. after the original yeah it's got dick van dyke in it can't be set shortly after the original okay sure yeah i'm not i'm Did not we... sold on the the mortal engines with the the stealthy london on wheels I don't think I particularly need that. Uh, I agree with Stealth the, London with the jungle jungle book and also Johnny English three. I mean, I don't think we needed Johnny English one, did we? No, nobody. So did. those those are mine, uh, and probably that De Niro okay. film, the the war with Grandpa. I, I don't think we need that. I mean, if they've not been able to release it three times, something tells me we just don't need it at all. When you try to release your number three three times. You get nine o'clock, which Just is when we start this podcast, and we've gone too long. Um, okay, well, if you would like to hear more of this sort of stuff in the new year, then you should go uh, like us, subscribe to us, and follow us, and share us. And if you want to do that, you can do it at facebook.com forward slash guys on film, or on Twitter and Instagram at GOF podcast. It's easy. Uh, send us an email at guysonfilmpodcast at gmail.com. Just do it. Why not? If you're keen, let us know. And uh, have a lovely, lovely 2018. What do you think Owen Wilson's not, not resolution is going to be? Um, Stop being so gullible. 
to rebrand Father Figures a second time so it doesn't look like a Christmas movie when it ultimately <laughs> comes out in March. <laughs> Easter movie. Yeah. What colour is Easter traditionally? Yellow. Is it? Yeah. Like a it's duck. chicks. Why did I say duck? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Uh, okay. okay, bye bye